This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 278 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products. Total Saddle Fit and EasySignsOnline.com. This is Lindsay McCall from Jupiter, Florida. And this is Regina Cristo from Sand Lake, New York. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you this week by the United States Para Equestrian Association. And we also have our producer, Glenn, with us. Hi, guys. Hi, Welcome Glenn. back. I missed you <laughs> last you. month. You, uh, Thank you so yes. much. Well, you guys, are, obviously, WEG was going on when we talked last time. And somebody had had a baby, uh, like, right I before the show. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, she was perfect because she, I told her she had to come before WEG because I had a lot of work to do during WEG. And she came on <laughs> August 22nd, and uh, which allowed me two days prior to uh, us getting started with the World Equestrian Games. And uh, I was still able to send out press. I didn't get to write it at all. I had a, a friend... Jennifer Bryant, right? It's the United States Dressage Federation, but um, they Sue Stickle sent us photos, and Jennifer did press, and I was able to get it all sent out and actually work during that week. So it's perfect. Perfect. That sounds stressful to me. Forty-eight hours <laughs> after your baby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but it was really great. To, well, we were really lucky to be able to get those updates because uh, that was wonderful. I don't think anybody expected that. So thank you so much, and everyone's so thrilled for you and your husband and the baby. We can't wait to see you guys in Florida. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm excited to, to bring her along. <laughs> What's the baby's name? Um, her name is Audrina Abby McCall, and uh, her middle name is actually after um, one of our dogs that we've had for 12 years. So for animal lovers out there, I'm sure they understand that. <laughs> okay, but do me a favor, all right? Do not tell her 12-year-old friends when she's 12 <laughs> that her middle name is after a dog because that's not going to be good. So no. let's, let's not mention that. <laughs> Save her a lot of embarrassment. It's a beautiful name. It is a beautiful name. Where did the first name come from, Audrina? Sure. Um, my husband and I were just were looking for a name and thinking of something and um, we found it, and it's not a very common name. No, not but at all. We were trying to find something that wouldn't be too hard to spell or say, so we looked for something, and it's also something that can be professional and it's not too cutesy. So that's kind of where where we ended up. <laughs> what do you think they'll well, What do you think they'll call her? Uh, would be uh, you know sometimes people go with Audrey for yeah, short. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I do not Arena. know. <laughs> Arena, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's a pretty name that's not like super common, but it's not like one of those quirky names that you hear people naming their like rainbow after. or forest, yeah, or apple, or, yes, or, yes, or river, Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. yes, that's <laughs> so, very, very cool. And now we've just insulted everybody with those names. We didn't mean yeah. that, sir. <laughs> so we can move on now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who else can we make mad tonight? <laughs> So what's coming up on tonight's show, guys? Well, sure. We have uh, we have brought two people back from France. Those are Sydney, uh, one of our riders, and uh, her trainer, Wes Dunham. And uh, we'll be chatting with them. Sydney is, well, she was one of our youngest people at the World Equestrian Games. And I've heard that she's been the youngest in history to compete. But I don't know if that's confirmed or not. And... Uh, 
we're pretty excited to hear from Wes as well and uh, hear from his experience over there. Well, and also she yeah, became they... a superstar. I mean, geez. <laughs> she was a press phenomenon. Oh, oh she, she had the paparazzi following her around and she had her cool special dog with her, her uh, whose name is Journey. And he's a, Lindsay, help me out on this one. He's, um, he's, a, he's a standard poodle. He's a oh, big, like one of the right. big poodles, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is and not, which is was, not usual for a therapy dog. So, uh, no, it's not. No. And he was the first um, dog to ever receive accreditations from at an international horse show, and he wore those around his neck. And it was it was quite cool. We enjoyed listening uh, to Sydney tell us a little bit about that. So, and he's a nice he's a white look. he's a white one, and and of course he was all trimmed up. So, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. you know, in his poodle outfit, he was wearing his poodle outfit the whole time and just looked regal. I mean, really did. Oh, and he definitely cool. had some USA gear on. <laughs> so everyone knew where he was from. I think it was really important to bring him along this time. We should have thought of this last time, you know, um, in London. I mean, he made, he was an ambassador for the United States, and it, it really rec- made Paradisage really recognized this year. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> now, how did uh, how did uh, how did Para go? I know a lot of people. Uh, we've talked in the last couple of weeks about about dressage and how everybody did. We've had you know we had the, s- some of the winners on and all that stuff. So how did we do with Para here? Sure. So um, the United States, um, as a team, placed eleventh. Now we really thought we were going to place really high up there. Um, and we did great, but unfortunately, you know, those are where the places ended up, but they were very close. If we were to talk about it as a whole, the team medals, the gold went to Great Britain, of course, as usual. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Silver went to the Netherlands, and bronze went to Germany. Yeah, it was quite the competition, although I know Lindsay wasn't there because she was uh, just about to have her baby, and she actually did a couple days ahead of time. Um, and I couldn't get over there as much as I wanted to. Um, I spent quite a bit of time up in the middle of the night, and I think I caught almost every single one of our uh, U.S. riders compete. You know, the time change was kind of difficult if you wanted to catch it live, but it was it was really worth it. And, you know, it's a big venue. It's a big event, and our riders went out and did their best, and their horses were good. And, you know, there was t- little mistakes here and there, but overall I, – I heard nothing but positive that it was a great experience and we have a super young team and new all new horses. So I think the only way to go from here is up. So I hope people uh, get a chance to maybe watch some of that on um, FEI TV or YouTube or wherever you can go take a look at it. It's pretty neat stuff. Right after this commercial, we will be back with Sydney Collier, a member of our United States Paraquestrian team who competed in Normandy this past August. Lush, cool-season spring grass is packed full of vitamins, minerals, and energy, but it's also high in sugar. Sugar Sugar-sensitive horses grazing on lush pasture can develop colic and limonitis. By paying attention to daily temperatures, you can limit your horse's access to grass that is high in sugar. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. In the summer, when days are sunny and nights are warm, allow grazing in the early morning hours, but restrict it in the afternoon and evening. Because grass is your horse's best source of natural vitamin E, 
Horses that are restricted from grazing are at risk for developing vitamin E deficiencies. A lack of natural vitamin E can result in sore muscles, a poor immune system, and even neurological problems. Kentucky Performance Products Elevate Maintenance Powder is an affordable way to provide your horse with the natural vitamin E missing from his diet. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, because the horse that matters to you matters to them. Hey, Sydney. Thanks for coming to the show with us uh, and with Regina and I. How are you today? Uh, Doing very well. Thanks for having me. And uh, have you recovered from France? Yeah, we're just starting to. Starting to readjust back to life here in the States. (laughs) And uh, how was your experience over there? It was incredible. It was a once in a lifetime type of experience. It really was. It was heartwarming and inspiring and really, really cool to be competing on such a high level with all of my idols, too, competing against all them. And it was just amazing for my first experience. I can't say enough good things about it. Well, that sounds great, Sid. It's Regina. I'm so uh, glad that you guys had a, a wonderful time. I was up early in the mornings um, to watch your rides every every time you went out, and uh, it must have been something else. What would you say was like the highlight of your whole trip, if you had to put it in in, in one in one category? Um, if I had to choose one thing, which is really difficult. I'd have to say um, opening ceremony was uh, so amazing and walking in the parade and realizing, wow, I've actually made it here and it's all culminated to this moment and with the full stands and the atmosphere, it was just so incredible to be a part of it all. And you had Journey there with you too, right? Right alongside you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Journey was incredible about the whole experience. He he got a lot of press because he was the first and only service dog ever to get accredited at a big um, world championships international competition, and so he got a lot of press. He loved all the cameras. He had his own little paparazzi. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So tell us like what it was like uh, actually showing each day and heading down that center line and having to actually do what you went over there do. How did all that feel different from, you know, say regular shows? You know, um, it. I feel like a lot of people might let the pressure get to them, but for me, the way I tried to think of it was I tried to play the mind game with myself of, you know, it's just the same ring, it's the same dimensions, um, and I really tried to not let the atmosphere get to me. Uh, I never get nervous about things like that. I more get excited. So <laughs> for me, it was a lot of trying to channel that excitement into a zen-focused energy, and I think that we really accomplished that throughout our ride. 
And how were those tests with, with Willie, with your horse, Willie? Um, he's actually not my horse. I actually borrowed right. him from a girl down in Texas, Victoria Dugan. And um, my trainer, Wes, and I were so happy with them. On the first day, we went down the center line, and it really accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And then uh, we had a day off from showing in between where we really worked a lot in the warm-up area and worked focused on what we really needed to focus on to improve for our next test. And our next test, we actually went up about four percentage points which was Mm -hmm. really, really cool. And we actually moved up three places, which was awesome, knowing that Willie and I accomplished that in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I bet you guys were proud. And how did your coach, uh, Wes, like and handle the whole atmosphere from a coach's standpoint? What, What do you think, how that went? Wes? He handles it amazingly. He's been there, done that, and he he's taught me so much, especially in that atmosphere, for him to be as calm and collected as he was. It helped me a lot as a rider. Yeah, I, I imagine that Wes uh, did a great job. Like you said, he's got experience and. You know, I think a lot of times people think about the rider and the pressure and everything. And I think um, the coaches and the trainers, you know, sometimes they everyone thinks they just uh, can just do it all. So that's cool. That's really great. Yeah, yeah. It was, I cannot say enough good things about the experience, really. And the whole team did amazingly. And we really grew together almost like a family would and I'd be honored to be on a team with any one of them again. What was the travel like Sydney? Because I know you guys went from Germany, you guys arrived in Germany and then you guys ended up in France eventually but what was all that like? I want to hear about that. (laughs) The travel was, it, it was pretty uneventful. It was a lot of we actually did planes, trains and automobiles so uh, we did a couple of high-speed trains to get to Norm. I mean, to get to Paris, and then we drove from Paris to um, to Normandy. And so it was a lot of commuting. And um, I was actually at first I was just wondering how Journey would handle it. I wasn't so much concerned about how I would handle it or how my body would handle it, and. He was incredible. He, for the plane ride from the U.S. to Amsterdam, he just laid there. He curled up and laid there the whole eight hours. And then we arrived in Amsterdam to get on two more trains and then finally get to Aachen. And he handled it amazingly. He never ceases to amaze me with all of the things that he puts up with. Oh, that's great. So tell us a little bit about your family and who went with you and how all that support um, helps uh, with the competition and the trip. Yeah, actually, um, so my family, especially my little brothers, my dad, and everyone really has made so many sacrifices to get there. And we were really lucky to have um, both sets of my grandparents 
my dad and my little brothers, and of course my mom behind the scenes with me. And um, it was just so amazing to have them all there for Willie Wesley and I's moment in the spotlight. And it was great having them there to talk to after my rides and really to keep myself in the mindset I needed to be in. I I can't say enough good things about them either. (laughs) You talk about your team, and it's so important, um, like you were saying, to have your family there and everyone there. As a rider, what additions did you need? Um, Did you, You also had an assistant. You had your mom there. What else did you need? What type of people did you have there as part of your team? So um, my mom, she was basically my person behind the scenes. And then um, Amy McWham from Canada, actually, she's Wentworth, my horse's previous owner. She stepped in as um, groom for Willie Wesley. And it was so amazing to have her there with me because... um, She's always been so helpful with Wentworth and having him to be a part of my team. And so having her there at my first big world championships was so nice. And I can't say enough good things about her either, really. Well, it sounds like you guys had a fantastic trip. What's uh, what's on the horizon for you, Sid? What's your, your new goals that you're setting? So, uh, coming out of World Championships, actually, currently I'm in Michigan getting all of my medical things dealt with so that I can be as in shape as Wentworth. And then once we get back to New York, which will be after this weekend, um, still have a couple more doctor's appointments and everything to do. And then once we get back up there, it's back into six days a week training with him and doing as much showing to get as much experience under our belt and as many times down the center line as we possibly can and gearing up for the Paralympics in 2016, hopefully. Well, I was already contacted by the by the USOC, the Olympic Committee. They're already getting ready and gearing up and talking about our team, so... I was excited to hear that already. We're jumping right into Rio. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be so prepared. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> now, I also wanted to ask you a quick question about um, just physical education. In schools right now, they've been cutting a lot of physical education programs. And as a young adult, as a, as a rider, how important is that for, for young adults to stay active and to do a physical exercise like riding or to be a part of a sport like you are? It's super important because, um, honestly, it teaches you so much about yourself. And it, um, to keep yourself in shape, it helps a lot. And especially for someone, if you have big, Paralympic or Olympic goals, it's super important to stay physically active and keep yourself in as good of a shape as you possibly can. And even if you're not hoping for that high of a level, um, being on a sports team or working out once or twice a week, it can make all the difference for you and your, um, your emotional health as well as your physical health. 
Yeah, I bet all that's true, Sydney. I have one final question about um, your trip to Normandy. How was the food? <laughs> the food, the food was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> the the one thing I was surprised about was I tried snails for the first time up there, and I really liked them. I was not expecting to like snails, but tried something new, and it turned out well. <laughs> Oh, good, good. Well, I was dreaming of croissants since I couldn't be there, so I'm so glad you guys had uh, so much success, and um, congratulations for, for all you've done. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me and everything, and talking with you guys has been awesome. It was a trip of a lifetime. The Saddle Fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the Shoulder Relief Girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. This week's spotlight product from easysignsonline.com is their outdoor silhouette cutouts. Made from a long-term outdoor durable vinyl aluminum material, these cutouts will outlast the old-style painted wood ones by many, many years. A great way to add an equestrian image to your barn, horse stalls, mailboxes, houses, or campers. Choose from dozens of equestrian or animal graphics online, available in two different sizes starting at only $59.95. And remember, free shipping on most orders over $100, all at easysignsonline.com. Get your silhouette cut out today. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Wes Dunham, who is the trainer for Sydney Collier, one of our riders over in Normandy. Uh, Wes resides in Millbrook, New York, and has been coaching paraquestion riders for several years now. So, Wes, thanks again for uh, taking our call and uh, letting, uh, letting us know a little bit about your uh, trip to Normandy and uh, with your rider, Sydney. How do you think uh, everything went? And what's your... Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of the favorite parts of the experience and uh, as a coach, uh, what did you think? I thought it was um, a really good experience, especially for from Sydney's standpoint. Um, being 16 years old in their first international competition, um, abroad, that is. And um, I'm thinking that moving forward, she's going to do very, very well. And we're looking forward to having her horse back in the show ring and uh, ready to go. 
Sure. What were some great parts of the competition? Not only Sydney, but um, like some of the great parts of just the USA and, and overall what you saw. I found that the competition for our riders was great and the experience was really good. The thing that I was happiest about is that our team was very unified and got along great and everybody was working as one complete unit and attempting to get their scores up and trying to strive for a medal. We had a young team and a team that was showing their horses internationally that without experience um, in a lot of international competitions, everybody was on a new horse. And for that to have happened in France was really, really good. Um, the horses in the warm-up ring, as far as I was concerned, won a medal. I mean, you watched them warm up. They were great. They were calm. And then they had to go out into the competition ring with bleachers around, flag blowing, people everywhere. And they kind of got sucked back, got a little looky, and caused little minor mistakes. But as we know in dressage, you know, one little minor mistake brings your score down to a six, and then you have to work with that. So overall, I thought it was a great experience, and I think moving forward, we really need to get a group together that is out showing as a group, whether it's an A team and a B team, and move them around, get them the experience, get them the exposure, so that when we enter a venue like that, they're not overwhelmed, especially the horses. You were there in London, and, and you saw the ambiance there, and you were saying that the flags and, and the ambiance in France really kind of made the horses suck back. What was the ambiance like for, for you, for those horses, when they got in that ring? Well, I think the difference between London was is that we had a little bit more ring familiarization with the horses, and it was a great big stadium with a open end to it. And so the horses entered, they felt comfortable there. And in France, you had uh, the Alltech um, weather screen and horses' heads would be coming up from other rings, and all you saw was the horses' heads popping along the, uh, the, the area, and that was a little startling. And the, it was just a little bit more enclosed as far as how close the bleachers were and stuff to the main arena. With time, if our horses had been able to see that more often or more experiences like that, I don't even think it would have been an issue, and you yeah. wouldn't have had little mistakes. So, Wes, it sounds like um, we really have a, a nice uh, group of riders and upcoming um, you know, younger riders doing a lot of the para-international um, work. Where do you see as a trainer, not only Sydney heading in the future, but, you know, the para, our U.S. para team as a whole? Uh, I hope they're heading in the same direction. I, <laughs> I would love to see the team as a whole. And like I said, either whether it's an A team or a B team, and that doesn't necessarily mean A is better than B, but I think that we need to have a group traveling um, at different times during the year together with their horses and their mounts and their coaches 
and run through some of these scenarios. I think that just going into things blind, so to speak, is not the best um, method of doing it. And I realize that that has been my experience from London and now France, but it's not the best thing to be doing. And funding is always an issue. And I really hope that some people start to continue to step up so that we're not scrambling and wondering, you know, at the last minute, well, gee, the horses are paid for. How are the athletes getting there? And, you know, the joke in our barn was, well, the horse will be there. I hope he knows his, uh, his test. <laughs> we're not sure how Sydney's getting there yet. <laughs> and, right. And then so, uh, as far as, go ahead. So I'm just to kind of follow up with that. So you, you think it's important for our riders to get out and do even schooly shows and national shows and local shows just to get the time in the arena because every bit of time, even in a, a normal venue, is, is going to be so helpful to their futures when they are based. Absolutely. I mean, I was just at Saugerties Region 8 Championships, and I think we only had one para rider there that was actually riding in the able-bodied, and she did extremely well. Sydney has to be away right now um, doing family stuff. But Saugerties last year was the largest horse show in the United States. You know, 600, 650 horses in the ring, in the rings and in the stabling and in the environment. Where is everybody else? Right. That's a huge environment. They're showing. Why aren't you there getting your horse used to the circus, so to speak, or the chaos? That part is a little bit baffling to me and waiting until selection trials the year before um, Rio or the year before Normandy just isn't going to work anymore. I watched the other countries. Some, You know, we stepped up with our horses. Well, so have they. And their horses mm-hmm. are seasoned. We need to do the same thing. You need to get out to the schooling shows. You need to get out to clinics. You need to step into rated national shows. It just has to happen if we expect to do better. Right. I'm sure it sounds like every little bit helps and every type of venue helps. So you can see the tents and any type of bleachers or umbrellas. It all adds up, especially when you're going to the international uh, competition. It does. I think it's a good message. I think it's also important to to point out, um, Wes, maybe you could tell us financially, where where did, I mean, didn't Sydney have to bring forward most of the money herself to to get to to, um, France? Um, Yes, she did. She has had some individuals help come up with that. She's had um, some other sponsors stepped up and helped with that. I am... Not speaking out of term, but I know we're still working on finalizing paying for everything that um, costs. (laughs) And so, you know, we're still still beating the money tree. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's a big endeavor, and it's huge. And if you plan on making a team, you've got to expect the unexpected and you have to be able to roll with the punches and there's so many different personalities that form a team and you have to 
learn what everybody's personality is. Everybody reacts different to different situations. And understanding not everyone's coming from where you're coming from. And I was just really, really pleased with the athletes and their ability to do that. And do you I, think well, we're right right there at almost meddling? Do you feel that we're we're right there and we we really I'm, should be meddling in the next few years? Oh my goodness, yes. I know we didn't finish where we thought we were going to, you know, but it, the the thing of it is, you, you know, and I can speak for Sydney's first test, you you go down center line, you halt, and your horse steps sideways. You don't correct that. You just stand still, salute, and continue. And that's stuff <laughs> that you learn from international exposure. And does that horse halt square every time? Absolutely. It just happened at this big show. Something caught his eye, and he stepped sideways. And you know that's that, and that you know that takes your score from one spot to another. And then other horses going around the ring, beautiful, beautiful circle going on. And then oh my God, the tent flaps. They invert. Then they're back around again. It's just stuff. It was so little. It was so minute. And. If you had seen our horses in the warm-up, you would have been like, oh, my gosh, they're going to pull it off. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, just the ambiance of everything and the excitement of everything, and it was just little mistakes here and there that got us. And I think, Wes, to, you know, uh, repeat what you said before, getting out to as many shows, and they don't have to be big, expensive shows, getting out to your schooling shows or your local national shows and just doing it over and over and over again until it's, till it's confirmed. And, you know, little mistakes happen all the time, but the more practice you have, the more chance you have. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, unless you're going down center line constantly into those halts and moving off, you're not getting the practice, you're not getting the exposure, and you're not getting the horse used to those little things that go wrong. And they've got to trust you as much as you have to trust them. So, Wes, did you get to uh, experience some of the other parts of France? Oh, my goodness. I ate my first escargot ever in my life. (laughs) And I'm... (laughs) I am so happy that I did it in uh, Cannes, France. It was incredible, <laughs> and I would definitely have it again. I think if I was in France or knew of another restaurant that had excellent escargot, it was amazing. And the restaurants in um, in Cannes and Normandy were incredible. The food was amazing. I just had a great experience. I got to meet some new people from other countries, other trainers, and networked a little. And it was an opportunity unlike any other that I had experienced. And I am very grateful to have been part of the United States um, for equestrian team. Well, we love having you too, Wes. You're a wonderful trainer. You've worked with several paras now, and you seem to... Keep bringing them up to the top. So thank you for all your work that you do with um, our riders, and we wish you continued success as we move toward Rio. Well, thank you. We try. <laughs> you just, you know, we try to go for the goal of the rider and pick 
courses that can do the same thing, and I hope to continue to keep putting riders into those positions where they represent the United States and bring the sport to a newer, higher level. So now what happens now? Is the Paris season pretty much over except catching some individual shows here or there? Yeah, we'll be, uh, there'll be some regional championships and some regional things occurring. Um, but our season has ended, and we begin again um, in January. We have some international shows in Wellington beginning. Are you expecting, Regina, do you know, are you expecting more or less riders to show up in Florida this year? Um, we're not sure. We're hoping as many can make it as possible because, um, as we know, there's not very many um, that are going on, and we want our riders to get out and practice um, as much as they can, especially in that type of venue. Um, but we're sure hoping that we get them, and, um, you know, Florida is a beautiful place to, to come in the winter, and there's a couple shows there, so we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, heading to Wellington and Palm Beach isn't too bad. I mean, in the winter. <laughs> no. <laughs> it beats a lot of other places in yeah, the Yeah, I can think of worse so. places to be. <laughs> Definitely. So we're we're hoping that we get as many riders as possible because it's a great time and it's a great experience, especially for people who really want to to get into the international levels. Well, terrific. Well, I wanted to remind everybody that uh, we... we, I wanted to to mention this on the Dressage Show. I didn't get a chance to do last week, but we had a milestone here at the Horse Radio Network. We hit uh, 1,000 episodes on the Horses in the Morning radio show. And we had, we had a little party wow. last Wednesday. As best we can tell, that is the, that's more episodes than it's been done on any equestrian radio show ever. Um, I bet so. So we, uh, we're pretty proud of that, and uh, we, we celebrated last Wednesday. We had our first two guests that we ever had on that show back. They were on the first episode, and we had them back, and we had them playing trivia against each other. So we had uh, oh, eventer, eventer Gina Miles, Olympian eventer Gina Miles, and Olympian Jess Phoenix, and they were playing United States versus Canada. So um, nice. United States won. won. Gina won in a tiebreaker. So nice. The pressure, yeah. see? <laughs> so the United pressure. States won in a tiebreaker. But we had a great time with that. And actually, we have another show, Horse Tip Daily, that my wife Jennifer does, is approaching 1,000 episodes. So wow. that, that, that'll be another milestone there over on Horse Tip Daily. And well, congratulations. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited about, about both of those. And don't forget, you can catch all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network on our app, either iOS or Android on your phone. Just go to the App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. And it's free, it's easy to download, and it's the simplest way to listen to the Dressage Radio Show and all the shows on the network. It just makes it very simple and easy to do. Well, of course, you can find the United States Paraquestrian Association at USPEA.org. USPEA.org. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate you being on. And we'll be back again next month. The Paris join us the last uh, week of the month here on the Dressage Radio Show. And we appreciate them being with us every time. Have a great ride, everybody. Reese and Phillip will be back next month.